I'm super fired up this week to be delivering this amazing interview today. This person is amazing and highly influential in the real estate space. He has over 50,000 YouTube subscribers. He was recognized as a 2020 market leader in the top 500 list in Forbes magazine, 2019 five-star real estate award, and many other awards and boards he sits on and things he's part of. He's building a team right now in Dallas, Fort Worth, and blowing up his business out there as we speak. This man has spent his career since starting in 2013 fully documenting his journey and we get to hear his story today newer real estate agents are you making hundred and fifty thousand dollars or more in real estate this year how would you like to believe with a hundred percent certainty that you will what if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate are you the type of person that will do the work serve the people well you would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out good because it freaks me out too are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job to go full time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to forexformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to forexformula.com. The number four xformula.com. Today, we're going to chat with Chasten Miles. I'm so excited. We're, we're going to learn about his story before he started recording the journey of his real estate career. He's an author, a team leader, a highly recognized agent in his marketplace, but he began from very humble beginnings. Even while experiencing a super success right now, he's still a humble guy who is intent on giving back to the industry, and that's why he's on this show. I enjoyed our time together, and I know that you're going to hear something in this episode that's going to give you an incredible amount of hope, and, and I just hope it fires you up, gets you fired up. Let's get to the interview with Chasten Miles. Chasten Miles, so, oh man, I'm so thankful that you took the time to be with us today. Thank you. Thank you yeah, for being here. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm, I'm honored, man. I, I've been following you for the last little while, not in a creepy way, but I've been following you <laughs> and just kind of watching. Like I remember, um, just checking out when I started working on my course and started working on, gosh, I think I'm going to have to do some social media stuff. And you know what I mean? Like just early yeah. on kind of infant stages of this stuff and learning about it. I remember going, okay. So, and I, and I just thought, what are, what are, agents searching for like what are they looking for right and so I typed in you know new agents and all that and then and there you were <laughs> and and you're telling your story first year in the business and 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 talking about hey if I knew now what I you know what I didn't know mm -hmm. then what would I do and all these topics that you're putting out and literally documenting your journey as a real yeah. estate agent um just enormously impressed with that first of all I'm impressed with just the fact that you thought to do it. And, and I wonder how, like you, you, you literally documented everything you went through. Yeah. Like the mental stuff, the, Oh man, today was a tough day. Oh gosh. I'm, I'm trying to get this listing. Like you went through everything on it and, yeah. and it was just beautiful <laughs> this journey that you went through, but Thank what you. caused you to, to do that? Like what made you think to do that? 
you know, it was out of frustration, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, I'm so currently I'm 31 years old. When I got into the business, I was I was around like 24, 25, something like that. It was a while ago now. Um, but you know, I'm that millennial. And so what do we do when we're mad about something? We we hop on social media and start talking about it. Now, what made me decide to do YouTube? I don't know. It wasn't like in the plans or anything, or I wasn't trying to create a YouTube business. It was just like, hey, I do have Facebook and I, I'm on Twitter. Like, why not YouTube? And so, yeah, I, I was mad one day. I was in my car. I think I had just got into... Um, a discussion with a seller and I had just finished cold calling and every person that I talked to was talking to me about discounting the commission. And so something just prompted me to record a video about like how much money real estate agents actually make and turned out to be one of my most popular videos. I think it, I think it has like over 300,000 views on it, if not more at this point, but yeah, I just up in one day decided to to hop on there and put a video out there. That's crazy. So you're you're just in your car, you just you've had it and you're like, "You know what? I got to talk to somebody. I'm going to talk to the yeah. camera right now." Yeah. <laughs> and just vent and yep. that started it all. That's literally what it was. I mean, I didn't have any fancy equipment. My cell phone was in my hand. You know, it's yeah. so dangerous, but, but my cell phone was in my hand. It was one of those old iPhones. The, the picture is just so blurry on it. I don't even know why anybody watches it, but it, it, I mean, that's what, that's what started it. And it wasn't until after I uploaded that video, then um, every, it was like everywhere I turned, there was some type of like, oh, video marketing is the new thing. Like record video, this is where it's going and blah, blah, blah. And so from there, I had a buddy of mine who um, he created this like mastermind and he was having it in Vegas where he was going to teach you social media content and videos and all that good stuff, which again, I uploaded the video just out of frustration. It wasn't me trying to be professional or anything, (laughs) but he invited me to go out to Vegas. It was my first time in Vegas and he was making us do this like all these video things. I mean, literally recording videos in the lobby of the Aria hotel and casino with all these people walking by and we're sitting there trying to record these marketing videos. And I was so nervous about that, like literally shaking and sweating. (laughs) And it was just so hard for me. And they're looking at me like I'm the expert because I have one video out on YouTube. But I was like, no, this is like real video stuff. Like y'all are trying to do like real marketing. I was just talking, you know? So, but from that point on, I was like, okay, they're stressing the importance of video. And so let me get serious about this. And I said to myself, okay, before I leave Vegas, I'm going to get over these nerves. And so I forced myself to literally record videos everywhere that I went, just talking about random stuff. And that's what started it. (laughs) Yeah. That is so cool, man. That is so cool. I love it. I, um, you know, I just heard something in a sentence that you just said, and what it was, is you said, I saw the value in it. Everybody's saying, this is what I got to do. This is, this is a powerful thing to do. It's really important to do. And then you just said it. So I forced myself to go through it and it was uncomfortable. 
you felt like an idiot doing it, like whatever, yep. but you overcame because yep. the importance of it was, was a bigger factor than the pain to kind of go through the uncomfortableness. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. Plus I was, I was at kind of the beginning stages of my career and it's so interesting because I've, I've always had this perspective even throughout my career, even to where I am today to where I don't feel like I've made it enough to be able to say that I'm not going to do something or I don't want to do something or that's not going to, going to work. You know, I, I have a lot of experience nowadays, but now the level that I'm focusing on is a level that I've never been to. So who am I to, to be like, this isn't going to work or I don't want to do this when the experts are clearly doing it or saying that it, yeah. this is the way to go about it. So I've, I've always kept that mindset of like, no, nothing's too, too good. I'm not too big. I'm not too grand. If this is what's going to work, then I got I to gotta muscle up the strength to, to do it. That's great, man. You know what? That is a huge message. Um, my target market is new agents. Absolutely. Cause I think there's a hole in there and I, and I, and that's why I wanted to talk to you because I know that that's your mission, man. Like you're, you're out there going, Hey man, I've been there, walked in your shoes, been through this stuff, overcame. And you, here's what you got to do. But like, but what you did is you documented the frustration and the challenges and the, and the, and the insecurities and just all the wacky things that we all go through. And I think that's why so many people love you is because they're like, ah, oh, he makes me feel so good. Cause it's like, I'm going through that or I've been yeah. through that or whatever. Right. And, yep. and uh, it's just so empowering for others that you did that. And it might've been just, you know, almost therapeutic for you <laughs> in a way yeah. to kind yeah. of go through it. But but you did so much good to help others through that. And um, that is why I wanted to talk to you because, yeah. um, and one, the other reason is I felt like I could ask because even though you're a busy guy and I get it and, and who the heck's this Kelly Johnson guy out in BC, but, but I, but I felt like you would, you would agree because you have this heart to give mm -hmm. back to the industry. And, um, and I just love that. Um, yeah, and that's very cool. I uh, I did put some questions together because um, I want the audience to get to know you, and okay. uh, so I've done some thinking about this a little bit. So, what year did you start? Let's just get that out. So, what year did you start real? Estate? I I first became licensed in 2013. Okay, my official okay. license date. Now, when did I start? Uh, that was a little <laughs> later than that, but <laughs> my official <laughs> license date was 2013. Okay, cool. So seven years in business, roughly. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And so in your first year it was a little shaky, not really, quote unquote, starting so much. It was more about just figuring stuff out. Mm -hmm. First real year, call it 2014. Is that? Yep. Very yeah? accurate. Yep. So how many deals did you do in that? You probably reported that at some point, but my first year, um, I did two deals. Okay. So I made a total of like nine grand my first year. Awesome. Yep. Um, paid, paid for the was, groceries. Yeah. I was, I was very, obviously very new to the business, but one thing that a lot of people don't know is that I was also new to, to Dallas. I'm in Dallas, Texas. So I had just moved here from um, Georgia, just North of Atlanta. And 
So I didn't know anybody. I didn't, I didn't even know the streets. I didn't know what to do. So I was literally this kid in the big city with this real estate license, not knowing what to do with it. And so yeah. it was, it was, it was a big struggle for me. You know, that is awesome. Cause you've got a banging business. We'll talk a little bit about that in a bit, okay. but I want to get through the journey and uh, to give people hope. Anybody out there right now, you know, you're beating yourself up and you're going, man, I'm just a crappy realtor. I don't know if I want to continue. I don't know if this is it for me, whatever. You've only done a couple deals in the business. Um, you know, the message here right now is just persevere, man. Figure out where it is that you got to go, what you got to focus on. There are ways to hone your skills and, and focus intently in areas that will actually bring you business quicker than a lot of things that other people do. And so be careful who you're listening to, who you're surrounding yourself with, all that. But man, there's hope in that. Yeah. Cause you got a crazy business. Like I just, I just listened to a po podcast and you're going, yeah, my stretch goal was a hundred <laughs> deals. Here we are in October. You still got three months left. Yeah. And you're like, we're hitting it, man. Yep. Yeah. We're hitting it, you know? I'm, yep. That's phenomenal. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty close to closing that gap right now. I want to say um, we're at like 94, 95. So, yeah. you know, definitely gonna, gonna hit that, um, which that, that was the stretch goal, you know, especially with everything that was going on this, this year, the true goal, once we, you know, once March came around, we reduced the goal down to 60 and I was just like, you know, if we could just pull 60 deals out, that would be a miracle. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and here we are, you know, once I hit that, that 60 and that was back, that was months ago. I was just like, Oh no, we're not going to just coast for the rest of the year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's where the hundred came from. And, right and funny because I, I mean, that conversation literally happened while my videographer was, was recording. So on that vlog episode, if anybody watches my um, vlog, but on that vlog episode where I said like, hey guys, do you think we could do a hundred? Like that was the real commitment that we all made at that one moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's very cool, man. I, I love that. And and you know what? That's what you need to do, people. You need to stretch yourself, right? Like I talk about the thermometer, right? We set, we set our own thermometer of what we believe we're worth sometimes, you know? And it's kind of like, even if someone comes from a 60,000 a year job and they come into real estate, they're like, oh man, if I could just make 60 grand to replace that job. Mm -hmm. And then they'll make that good markets, bad markets, whatever. It's, they seem to always kind of make that same money. They, they crank it up when they're getting low or freaking out. And then when they start to get it all together, then they cool off and they set their own temperature to kind mm -hmm. of keep them around there. Cause their brain is telling them that's what they're worth. And yeah. you know, you'd be amazed at what you can do when you start stretching your brain and start thinking outside of that. Um, you know, so anyway, good for you to think that way, like to have that built in to your culture with your people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, another thing about me, even while we're talking stretch goals and, and things like that, the thermometer is I've, I've never since I've been in the business, I, I, don't, I don't feel like I've ever just been in a comfort zone as a real estate agent. 
Yeah. You know, from me starting out, everything that I had to do was so uncomfortable for me. And <laughs> that's just how it's how it's been this whole business, you know. Yeah, I could I could sit around and yeah, chill or set that lower temperature or, you know, oh, I met it, but I feel like that would be uncomfortable, you know, like because that's just not in my nature. That's not the way that I've done it. And so I wouldn't even feel like worthy enough to do that. You know, I have to constantly challenge myself. And as I'm challenging myself, that challenges my team. That challenges everyone who I surround myself with because, you know, they don't want to be around me and not feeling like they're not doing anything, you know, so they push themselves just just as hard that that's a that's a true leader man that's uh right like you you set the pace and uh and so yeah as soon as you start chilling but you know what's great like there's there's survival right like we 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 get in that and, and i lived a lot of my life in survival it's all i knew it's all my parents complained about like poor kid on a farm that's where i come from yeah but that drove me to kind of go, I never want to be in that state. I ended up being in that state for a long time, but I got out of it. And, but when you get out of survive and you get into what I call thrive into that thrive zone where it's more than you need, right? What you're doing is more than you need. And, and all of a sudden your brain is stressed and you're like, Oh wow. You start looking around and you go, gosh, I just did that. I can do that. I think. So that never stops. Like when, once you get into that mode, and that's where I want to get, that's my, honestly, that's one of my missions to get realtors out of that survival mode, just kind of making it, gosh, I hope I can make enough to pay the bills, pay the mortgage or whatever. Like they got to get past that. You got to get past that, you know, get a year in the bank, you know, like that's where you're starting to get into thrive. Right. Like, yep. and, and so anyway, I'm getting off track. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> <laughs> What was, what do you think, like in your, in the beginning years, because I mean, there's always things to overcome, always. I think you agree with me on that. There's always something, a next level kind of skill you got to learn or, and whether it be mad, like you get to a point where you're managing people. Well, that's a skill in itself, right? Like systematizing things like that is a whole other skill outside of just getting good at being a realtor, right? Mm -hmm. But in the beginning, what did you feel was your biggest challenge? Like the thing you had to, that you struggled with, that you had to kind of overcome? That you would just- sure. That's a, that's a great question, actually, um, because I feel like I've had to overcome a lot of challenges. Um, but the biggest challenge that I had to overcome was the limitations of my mind. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know that's a big, bold, halfway inspirational statement, but it's true. I, I was young, I was in this new place and I didn't have that network or that environment around me where there was just success at every corner. You know, I didn't know what real success looked like. Real success in my mind was just being able to pay your bills, you know, (laughs) and I wasn't even there, let alone being able to thrive or or pay salaries or um, whatever. So, so my, my view of success was was very small it was it was very limited and when your view of success is is limited then that translates into your capabilities your capabilities become limited so there were there were certain things that 
I had to learn, like, like I had to become just such a great student on just being a person. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't even, I'm not gonna say like I was a bad person, but, but I didn't talking vocabulary. I was from <laughs> Georgia, little like country, just making up words as I spoke, you know? So it was just like, there was, there were so many challenges and think about, think about, I mean, I know everybody can't see me, maybe look up a picture of me, but I have a young kind of looking face. I still get carded everywhere I go. Just imagine how I looked at at age 23, 24. Yeah. Nobody was trying to take me seriously, you know? So it's like I even had to learn how to be a confident person. I had to learn so many things that I felt like attributed to um, what it is today. Mm. But I, I, I had to be open enough to, to know that, hey, Chasten, you know, if you're going to roll in these, in these crowds or these circles, learn how to talk, learn how to stop stuttering, um, learn how to write neater, um, 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 learn how to, to, to network and, and know that you are worth more, you know, know that you can make yeah. a huge difference. I could change the course of my family because there are some people in my family, you know, they may feel like it's too late for them or, or that, you know, we're just set how it's supposed to be. But, once I knew that I could seriously make radical changes in all areas of my life, I became obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. And so I know that's big. And to answer your question, like I've, I've, I've just always been a student of something that I feel like I need to get better at because there are still things today that I struggle with and I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep struggling with them unless I say to myself, hey, we're going to fix this right now. So this will no longer be a struggle. Yeah. 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 You know, that's awesome. I I love that because there is so much stuff in there. You're basically saying, I struggle with everything. Like, yeah. just, like <laughs> just trying to, how to relate, feeling too young. Like, am I worthy to talk to this 45 year old man about selling his house and or, or talking to a, I, Hey, I totally relate to that. Um, I grew up short. <laughs> so that means I didn't quite grow five, what a five, five, I think. I, anyway, I'm short too. I'm like, I'm like five, four, five, five. Well. I was actually going to ask you that. I can kind of tell, but it's hard to tell. Right. But yeah. you know what, that there's something in that, right. Mm -hmm. There is something in that. Like I remember when I was 16, when you could finally go work and get paid and get T4 slips and everything in, in our area. And, and I, and I looked real, I was really young. I was like four, six or something when I was yeah. four, eight or whatever it was when I was 50. And and, uh, and the bosses, like the people are going to hire me. are like, are you, you barely standing over the counter here? How am I going to get you, you know, and like always having to overcome, right. As a short guy. And I played soccer and I was the shortest guy and I got tricky and, you know, and you just find ways to survive, but, um, there's something in short man syndrome. Right. But there's also <laughs> that, that other thing that I had, I don't know if you had this, but I had this thing where it was like this notice me got to be the best, got to show how great I am, got to, you know, because, you know, of all the, all the haters when I was growing up or whatever, like is in you. Right. But that can be a very powerful motivator. And, um, but eventually the ego has to step aside and, and then walking forward with humility as a, as a better person, obviously is a, hopefully a stage we get to, I, I call it the warrior stage, right? We go through that warrior stage. We got to conquer. Everything's a battle. Everything's, a, you know, and then you get into that hopefully higher level, but, 
Anyway, again, I started rambling. How does this happen? Anyway, <laughs> but thank you for that answer because that's really encouraging everybody. Like, you know, there is nothing, no one comes into this business perfect. You know, right. you came from really just out of school, but yeah. a lot of people come from some other thing, right? Like very rarely does someone go, I want to be a realtor when I grow up. Like that's, that's rare. Like, I don't know too many people unless they had some parents or something, but right. You know, I, so they come from something, they have built in habits, built in beliefs, built in all this stuff that they have to overcome. And I think really the, the magic to the people that win in this business is there is no magic. It's, it's, you have to overcome. There's things you have to overcome, identify what they are, and then work on them. And, uh, and that's a huge message. I think that's a very powerful message that you just gave us today. So thank you. Um, all right, let's go back in time. Cause this, we were just kind of touched on it. Let's go back in time to your childhood. Okay. What kind of childhood did you have? So you're in Georgia. Is there anything so, from that time in your life that you think maybe shaped you to who you are today or kind of was a seed for Link? You know, so I grew up in a, a household with two younger brothers. So I'm the oldest, um, I'm the, the oldest grandchild, the oldest brother, the oldest son, everything. And, you know, I didn't think that I, I, I had a very limited childhood or, or anything like that, but I had two brothers. And so me having two brothers, like, my brothers, they were the athletic ones. They were the, you know, just kind of everybody knew who they were. They played all the sports and 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 all that good <laughs> stuff. And then here I was, I was just kind of the nerd, you know. And so I feel like that that probably just made me a competitive person just by by nature and and of course just wanting that attention and and things like that but i started acting out really um i was i was too smart for my own good and and i was i was doing things in school that that i shouldn't have really been been doing and i was getting into trouble and i shouldn't have been getting in trouble like my brothers they were the ones that were like bad and wrestling each other and stuff like i was just you know yeah. I, I was just getting into like weird trouble. Um, <laughs> so turns out I, I, I ended up um, getting expelled from school. Wow. And, and in the middle of the year, I was forced to go to a different school. And that's very traumatic. Going to a school, going to a whole different school in the middle of the year. And everybody already has their friends, friends and cliques and all that kind of stuff. So I was leaving a school where I was like, the jokester where everybody like loved me. And now I was put in this position to where I was a nobody. Um, I was sitting at lunch by myself, you know, Yeah, it was, it was very sad. So then I started really going downhill. So my mom and aunts or whatever, they decided to, um, you know, that it would be best if I moved in with my other aunt. So she's the one who lived in Georgia and moving in with her that's that was a moment that i feel like completely changed me because mm -hmm. for one you know she had a totally different lifestyle secondly 
and now I was just a single kid. Like I didn't have my brothers there anymore. It was, it was just me. And I was all across the country. Didn't know anybody, didn't, didn't know anything, but it was kind of a fresh start. Mm -hmm. And with her giving me that fresh start, I was exposed to things that I never would have been exposed to growing up, you know, being being back down in um, Houston, because I was actually born in Houston. So things that I was never exposed to um, down and down in Houston. And what that did was it made me see that other side of life. And it wasn't anything like spectacular, but it was just the opportunity to like go to a mall and buy things out of the store. When when I was coming up, you know, we would only go to the stores when it was time for school shopping. Yeah. And we weren't even going to the mall, like <laughs> because the mall was expensive. So yeah. <laughs> little things like that, or like eating out on just random occasions when it wasn't anybody's birthday, you know? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that was a big moment. And I knew at that point, like, I want this, you know, yeah. I want to be able to do these things. They seem so far out of reach, but I wanted to at least be able to do that stuff yeah. when I grew up. And so, you know, that was a big moment for me. I feel like. That's pretty cool. That's really cool. I, uh, so what happened is you went to a different area and got exposed to a whole different life and you got to reinvent yourself a little bit mm-hmm. and, yeah. and kind of go, man, there's none of these other influences. No one really knows me. So I get to explore these other sides of me a little bit. And that's awesome. That was probably an enormous growth time for you then. Yeah. And I appreciate you for asking me that. No one's, no one's ever taken it back that, that far. I don't, I don't think that I've talked about that a lot or yeah. hardly anywhere. Oh, it's beautiful though. Like, you know, that, I think that's the thing, like, you know, um, being, being, uh, what's that called? Self-reflective is really important. Like I, you know, a lot of people don't do that. Like they just don't want to see the ugliness. They don't want to go deep inside or, or whatever. So then the facade comes on and, and I think people, people notice, they know, right. Mm -hmm. They really do. Like, I really believe this is a people business. It always will be a people business. And, And there's, there's lots of different models out there that say it's not, and it's algorithm based and it's, you know, it's not everybody. It's not like, it will, yeah. we will always have to be in the process because we are people helping people. Yep. So be your best self, like figure, like figure out how to constantly and never ending improvement. Like can I, right? Tony Robbins. Um, and, and, and so that, that is, that is enormous. And, uh, I love that you see that in yourself. You see that moment, right? That change. That's, that's really super. I actually was the oldest of two brothers as well. Mm, okay. Same thing. I was the oldest and shortest. They're both taller than me. Oh, really? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still are. And, <laughs> and so always had this. And, and things just seemed to come easy for him, man. Like they, everything just seemed easy. Like my brother, he'd never studied. Like, and he'd get, he could read a chapter on something have it memorized in his brain to this day. He is highly, highly intelligent. His kids are highly intelligent. It's just, you know, but yeah, yeah, you get that competitive spirit a little bit 
And, uh, and you go, you know what, I'm going to make my way differently. I'm going to just, you know, I have a different mind. I don't have an academic mind. So how am I going to make it work? And, and so, but it's, it's not always the easy route or it doesn't seem that way, but I think the character that comes out of that is, is enormous. And when you're in a people business, that's like half the battle, right? Yeah. It's cool, man. So cool. Love that. Um, all right. I love that. Okay. So one thing you said in an interview is you don't like chaos. I remember hearing you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like chaos. I need balance, structure, and discipline. Yeah. And that is super. Like, I'm going to ask you to expand on that because this is a chaotic business. I mean, let's face it. It's stuff crops out of nowhere, no matter how organized, how on it you are with things, crazy things happen, right? Dealing with home inspection stuff, or you're dealing with the crazy uncle that's undermining a deal, or you're, you know, you're, whatever it is, you're dealing with chaos. So how do you best deal with that in your business, do you think? Yeah, so first, I'm so glad you asked me that so I can talk about this. Great, great, great question. First, you know, just like you said, there's, there's going to be so many things in this business that you won't be able to control. You know, that'll, that'll just pop up out of nowhere. So many different personalities, people that you're, you're working with and, and, and all that stuff. I feel like when you let chaos in to a certain extent, it begins to have a trickle effect Mm. on, on many things. Yeah. And so for me, I understand that there's that, quadrant or there's that percentage of chaos that's always going to be there that's going to pop up out of nowhere but then there's the whole rest of the pie of things that I can make sure is right and tight yeah you know because if I allow these chaotic situations whether they're caused by someone else or they're caused by by me then I'm not going to be performing at my sharpest self yes and that's very important because if I'm not performing, my sharpest, my team isn't performing. And then ultimately the deals aren't performing in, in, yeah. in the best way possible, yeah. you know? And at the end of the day, no matter how crazy a deal can, can be, I would rather somebody say, but you were on top of it or you tried or, or you know, you, you made us feel good about this, even though this was going on, then for them to think everything was just a mess, you know? Yeah. So I believe that it's our duty to, to try to maintain and have structure around situations as much as possible. You know, I, I think of like going into the doctor's office, how comfortable would you be seeing that doctor if their whole operation was chaotic? You know, yeah. you, just, you just wouldn't be, be comfortable with it. <clears throat> if that doctor walked in there flustered, all over the place. Like, how would you feel? I mean, you'd probably faint because you think it's about you. So same thing, same thing with us. Like no matter what the news could be, no matter how crazy someone is, like there's a certain level of discipline and structure that we can have on ourselves. So that way we're at least letting our business show in the best light that it's possible despite of what's going on. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what, people, sometimes it costs money. I, Mm. you know, every once in a while, you know, you're sitting there looking at it and it could be a $300 issue, whatever it is, but $300 or unhappy client, 
$300 every time. We actually just dealt with it. We had a, we, and our seller was the bonehead. Like he's the one who messed up, right? And we easily could say, and they, everybody knew it was them. Like it wasn't even like we ha- had any responsibility on it. Yeah. But my seller wouldn't contribute enough in my mind. Like he was wrong, man. Like he was wrong. Moved out of the province. So I'm probably not going to deal with them again anyway. And, but this buyer is now in my community. Didn't deal with me, dealt with a different agent. But I was like, you know, no, we're going to suck it up. I'm going to contribute more to make these people whole because it was just, they had fish tanks and they condensated it. They caused mold and they had no idea. These were the cleanest people in the world that moved out. You never in a million years would ever think there'd be mold in their house. Like they're just, it just, no one could see it, but it happened yeah. after. And uh, anyway, it was discovered afterwards and now they're in Alberta. And so anyway, we contributed to help these people, but but that's an example, right? Like that's a chaotic thing, but you're right. Control what you can control. Focus on what you can control and, and do that as well as you can. And uh, yeah, no, that's super. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. That's super. Um, let's see. Okay. Well, you know what? I think, where are we here? Okay. We're half hour. Let's, let's talk about just all the things you got going on right now. Like you, I don't even know how you're doing it. Like there, there's this machine going on. I know you got help, obviously people falling around with video cameras and all that stuff, but, and I watched a couple, Hey, Oh, quick, real quick. I watched your lat. You interviewed two agents. There was a guy in the jeans and t-shirt. <laughs> Can I ask you, did you bring him on? <laughs> um, we did bring him on. Okay. And we brought him on um, the same way that we bring, all the other agents on there's a there's a 90 day probation period yeah um and yeah we gave him a shot <laughs> yeah okay cool i'm just curious like you because yeah. you even said oh man man a hard time getting over this <laughs> yeah but it, it was you know that that's grace right because you saw mm-hmm. something in him but yeah. now now it's like hey buddy i'm gonna give you an opportunity to prove yourself now and i gotta yeah. see something in you and by the way you know, when you go, when you go sit, you know, when you got an important meeting, you got to show that other person yep. that you feel this is an important meeting. Showing up in jeans and t-shirt is saying, this is not important to me. Right. And uh, anyway, but uh, that was cool. I liked, I liked how you handled that. But uh, yeah. anyway, I, uh, I just thought it was funny. I kind of made a note of that chat about, but okay, let's talk about all the stuff you got going on right now. So okay. just, I'll let you just go. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, well, I am. I, I I run a real estate team here. I have my my real estate team here locally, and we have now taken on the the challenge of going nationwide. Uh-huh. And so, been been working and moving in in that direction. I am launching a well, finally launching, but been working with the startup for for the last probably like eight months or so. And we're getting pretty close to bringing our product to market. So that's something that I'm, I'm super excited to, to show everyone. Uh-huh. I um, have been getting back into speaking lately since things are starting to open up more and uh-huh. um, travel, but we'll see where, where it goes. So I'm excited to finally be getting back on, on the stage. Uh-huh. Um, what else do I have going on? I mean, the vlogging, 
I am releasing a new course um, here soon on YouTube. I, hmm, I serve on a few advisory boards. I, you know, I do, I do a lot. It, I'm, I'm, I'm very productive mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on, but the biggest thing about just how I'm able to accomplish everything is, is I believe in leveraging time so much. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I am, I'm one, which this was one of the scariest things that I did in my business, but, um, Years ago, I hired my first person and I saw what it, what it did for my business. And so I've been obsessed with putting the right people in the right places in order for everything to get accomplished. Yeah. So, you know, we have a we have a machine running over here and I wouldn't be able to do it all on my own. Um, not just with the the real estate team. Of course, I have real estate agents, but. Um, I also have a personal chief of staff who who helps me out with that, and I have my my content person. So you know the 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 YouTube is a whole business of itself, and yeah. social media and all that kind of stuff. So I have someone specifically for that position, and then on my real estate team, I have an office manager, I have a sales director, I have a marketing coordinator, we have interns who work in the office. So, you know, it's it's really about putting the right people in the right places. Yeah, absolutely. And and just leveraging the day-to-day like, you know, like I'm working anyway, well, film me, you know, and, and let's yeah. put it out there and, and keep it, keep it live. It's almost like a reality show a little bit with what yeah. you're doing, um, which is really cool. Key people is a key element to everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how many agents are in your office office, in your immediate office right now? Sure. So there are 11 sales agents here. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So 11 sales agents and then um, the four staff members. And then four staff. Very cool. Wow. That's very cool. And, uh, and so they're working under your team, like they're working under the Chase and Miles system basically. Yeah. Yeah, Very cool. Is it your own brokerage or are you within a brokerage as well? No. So we're actually within EXP. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I meant to ask you that too, because um, that's huge. So if you're an EXP person or you've been looking at EXP or you want to work with a team, you can work anywhere. EXP is phenomenal. They're all over North America and most of the world now. They're <laughs> going crazy, <Yeah. laughs> growing like madhouse. But, you know, it's one thing to get involved with a machine like that. But the second thing is I believe you want to get involved with someone that's going to help you train and help you be the best you can be and has systems in place to help people learn. And mm-hmm. I believe that's something you're intentionally working on. Like you, you're working hard on that right now. Yeah, you, you know, I, I see the importance in it. And I even tell my, my agents this, and this is just kind of what I lead with is how I've set this real estate team up and these systems and trainings and processes and all that kind of stuff are all the things that I wish that I had in that first year. Yeah. You know, like all the things looking back that I would say, if I only had this, yeah, I probably would have closed more deals. Or if I only had that, I yeah. wouldn't have been so nervous, you know? So that's, that's the fuel around here. So even from a, a 
personal development standpoint because it's not just about sales we have to develop ourselves as people as human beings and 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 good people um sometimes real estate doesn't have the best light or you're going to deal with some some really just money hungry not so nice people and so we have to be able to level up and be better so you know that's that's what fuels a lot of what goes on here yeah absolutely and just creating that culture of people that have this will to succeed and they've got a leader that is in a mode of constant you're not resting like you're not you're not reaching a resting place and 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 being the uh the mentor at the top of the mountain waiting for people to come into the cave and talk to you like you know you're you're there you're you're reaching out you got your hands there you're walking beside them you're smacking them on the back you're high-fiving like that you're part of it right and um and that's very cool and you can do that at a distance with the xp system too it's pretty powerful stuff they got going on so if you're considering it you want a great leader to help you i think chase and miles would be a fantastic person for you to work with um and uh so that that's pretty cool the um if i only had this you know that that's totally been my motivator mm-hmm. uh, t- i'll tell you a little bit uh if you care about my story a little bit but i used to i owned an office for seven years um and a year after like i bought it put all my chips in making tons of money in real estate the big man the, you know little man syndrome right like mm-hmm. you know way out there and then boom, 2008 hit like a year later and 2008, you, you may not even remember it, but if you're in real estate, you remember it. Like the world stopped, like money wasn't being lent. Banks were crashing. People were going out of business Flor- foreclosures weren't even happening yet because it was just too new. Like it was just mm-hmm. everything just like literally stopped. Deals were not happening. And uh, it was freaky. And uh, I had a bunch of agents in the office, obviously not paying me because <laughs> they had to survive. And what do I do? Kick them to the curb? You know, the, you know, I had to feel like this was a temporary thing. But I went through it. I remember going through that and, and getting creative on some things. And then a few, few years later, I took an entrepreneurial course with the Michael Gerber system, actually. And uh, it was like a trade of space. This lady was teaching this course to 10 people and she needed space to do it. I said, yeah, you could use my office. No problem. I won't charge you anything, but I want to be in the course. And so she got me in there. It was like two grand for the course. So to me, it was a good deal. And uh, so I got in on this thing halfway through. I'm like, and it was for the office, right? And halfway through, I'm like, none of the things I said I wanted to accomplish are going to be accomplished through this. Like, there's just no way. I was in a franchise and, and, so anyway, long story short, I turned over to the, the seed was planted to create a training program. And it was all about if I only had this, like it, it, cause I didn't have it. I had to stumble my way through and bang my way through it and screw up a lot and all that to get to, to, to the place of success. And I mean, that's, that's just thrive in my mind. Mm-hmm. You never reach success, you know, it's just being successful or, fulfilled or whatever, but, and and I had to turn back and go, well, I can only help so many people in an office, you know, five to 10 at a time. I got to be able to reach out and expand that somehow. How can I do that? How can I do that? 
well, the technology wasn't there yet. Like where you could have courses with video plugged in and members areas and back ends and like all mm-hmm. that stuff we have now that we just take for granted. That wasn't even around yet. Like the technology wasn't there. So I was in my mind going, this is how I see it. But I had to wait for the technology comes. So that's what I've been working on. Same kind of idea, same thing. And um, we can talk about that sometime and, and maybe it can help some of your people too. And if it, if it works in sync with how you do things, but anyway, that's a whole other conversation, but that's anyway, awesome. I totally get that. Like that whole thing of going back and going, okay. But like, I remember you, like you could teach like F in the alphabet, but they need A, B, C, D, E first, you know, and hopefully those are building blocks to the next thing. And they're advancing in their confidence and their belief in their all that stuff as they're moving through those building blocks. And that's kind of my thinking of it because I don't know how a six, like someone can take me for lunch for an hour and say, Hey, how do I be successful in real estate? There is no freaking way I'm going to be able to tell them in an hour lunch how to make it in real estate. You know, yeah. it's just not going to happen. <laughs> when they ask you in a, in a DM on Instagram and I'm like, what? I, I, I don't even know what to say to you. Just give my book and, and, and call it a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go read the book, then DM me. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Well, I, Hey, I wish you all the best and uh, I hope you stretch your goals for 2021. Yeah. And uh, you know, maybe it's 150 next year, whatever it is. I hope it is. And, and um, a bunch of people come into your system and I just hope you keep going. I want to thank you from the real estate community. Um, just as someone who's been able to, to see a bit of your story and, and just even get motivated by that. I've been in the business 23 years and I, I look at that and I go, man, that's awesome. That is so awesome what this guy's doing. And uh, so I'm really thankful for our time together today. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. This is, this is great. You asked some really great questions as well. And, and I, I, I hope that everyone's able to at least take something from it because, you know, those were, those were real life moments. And that's why I am so open about sharing these things because, you know, I feel like we can all see the successes everywhere, but it's like, nobody's talking about that middle part, you know, the middle part. Um, and I'm not just talking about it. I'm, I'm showing it like, who knows what this is going to look like next year. But I, I tell people all the time, like you can literally go to my YouTube video and change the little filter to show the videos from oldest to, to newest. And you can watch a full on journey, like full on journey, like not just talking about it, but literally watching it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully that's, that's very motivating to people just to, to know that it is a hundred percent possible. It's a hundred percent possible. It is hundred percent. I think, do you agree with me on this? I think anybody with, you know, you talk about personality types, you ever kind of study that stuff, right? The disc methods and the yep. Myers-Briggs and all that. I actually believe this. I really believe any personality type can actually make it in real estate. But they got it. There is something they're going to have to overcome. But I do think they can. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. You know, I I do as well. And and my my disc test. I'm not like the the strongest D. You know, I I have I have some of those traits in me. But we have to do what what we can. 
And this business is so diverse mm. enough to where if you're an analytical person, there's something for you. If you're that creative person, there's something for you, yeah. you know, and, and you can apply your strengths where, where you can, you can put them. Funny thing, even when it comes to me hiring mm -hmm. everybody who, who works on my staff. So even down to my chief of staff and my admin support people, like they're all compensating for something that I'm just not the strongest in. Yes. And I'm okay with saying that. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm I know what I'm good at, but yeah. they're phenomenal at the stuff that they do. Totally. Some things that they do annoys me and they find so much satisfaction out of it, you know, because <laughs> that's their personality type, <laughs> you know, um, and so, you know, there's, there, there's something for everyone and yeah. um, everyone can, can be a leader, but it's important to, um, really get down to leveraging education, leveraging the education that's available in this business because there's a tremendous amount of it. Yeah. And then eventually moving to leveraging your time, leveraging the systems, all of that kind of stuff. Like I haven't had to create anything proprietary. I just had to start using it. I just had to start following. Yeah, <laughs> it's out there, man. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's very cool. Thank you for that because I really believe that. Like, you know, introverts, extrovert, whatever. I think um, even an extrovert has things they got to overcome. They're actually a lot of times repelling people actually. So there's things they got to mellow out and, and you know, so everybody's got something they got to work on. And, uh, and I think just being conscious of that and being introspective enough to kind of go back and think about working on things is, is really it. Like, that's it. Like, it's not even hard, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about how people can get a hold of you or follow you or get to know your journey or whatever. So obviously on your YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, yep. So with, the best, the best place um, for me is just directly to my website and that'll, and that'll link you out all over the, um, the place. I have free downloads on their scripts, um, helpful blog posts, just over any topic. There's links to my YouTube videos. Um, that's going to be the best place. Just chastenjmiles.com. Chastenjmiles.com. So C-H-A-S-T-I-N-J-M-I-L-E-S.com. So chastenjmiles.com. And that'll get you everywhere. And I, I'm impressed, man. Over 18,000 followers on Instagram, almost 52,000 on YouTube. Like that was the last few days ago. It might be over 55,000. I don't know. It's probably still going. The... <laughs> <laughs> the book, The Real Before the Estate, What I Wish I Knew Before I Started Real Estate. So I did order the book, hasn't come yet. I haven't been able to read it yet, but I did okay. order it. Um, so it's on its way. Uh, paperback, $13.99, get it on Kindle, $8.99. More Than Four Walls. So that's a neat little book that you put together. Um, and I don't know if that was maybe a lead generation thing or something for Dallas, but yeah, great definitely. idea. That's yeah. awesome, man. I love that. But that's, that's just going the extra mile going, Hey man, how can I figure out another way to get some leads? Mm -hmm. And you put that together. So someone else can do that in their area. Why not? It's a great idea. Your ultimate guide to buying or selling a home in Dallas. What a great idea. It's awesome. Love it, man. Um, yeah. So I, uh, anyway, really enjoyed our conversation. I'm going to wrap it up cause you're a busy guy. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay in contact. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. Like, I feel like I'm going to be talking to you again some other time. 
somewhere. That would be awesome. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely stay in touch. But thank you so much for your time today. And I'm just going to hit end and we're just going to leave each other and you can go on with your day and it's going to be okay. weird. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. What a special interview this was. I hope you found some nuggets of inspiration out of this episode. And I'm so thankful for the time that we spent with Chase and Miles. Hit him up on Instagram and Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube. Look for Chasten J. Miles. C-H-A-S-T-I-N-J Miles. M-I-L-E-S. If you feel that you need to overcome some things in order to be successful in real estate and you recognize that you can't do it on your own, Chasten invested in training. He used the frustration to seek info and learn. He then applied what he learned and allowed himself to screw up a bit. And we know that because he totally documented his journey. (laughs) One simple way to get your business injected with some new ideas and strategies is to get a hold of the Quick Commission Blueprint. Chasten talked about it. Have you ever said to yourself, if I only had this, that would have made a huge difference in my business? Well, I'm hoping that maybe this could be it for you. I hope you take a moment, go and get the free book that I'm offering to new agents right now. It's free. Go get started. Go to 4xformula.com, click on the button that says, I want this free book. While you're there, check out all the other stuff that we have to offer on the website. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, give us a rating, leave a comment to allow others to discover the podcast. We'll be talking to you in a week.